Welcome to the Fairview Baptist Church Discipleship Podcast. This is a resource designed to help the covenant members of Fairview Baptist Church carry out our mission to make disciples of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Joshua Johnston, and today I'm joined once again by Jared Sneed. Now, Jared, to be clear, I am excited that you're here, yet just as excited as I am that you're here, I'm even more excited about a special guest we have. That's okay. You're, you, can, you can be more excited about them. That's fine. <laughs> All right. So today we are joined by Eric Hoke of All Saints Church in New York City. Uh, Eric is a church planner there and is one of Fairview Baptist Church ministry partners. Eric, welcome. Thanks so much, and I feel very honored that you're more excited to spend time with me than with Jerry. Jerry's a pretty fabulous person. He is pretty fabulous. <laughs> now, uh, Eric, we've got a lot of folks that know you, or at least know about you. And uh, but for some of those folks that maybe they don't know you, would you quickly introduce yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I have to be honest, you took all my talking points. My name is Eric Hoke. I'm a church planter. <laughs> I'm a pastor, All Saints Church, Bronx, New York. But even beyond that, um, I've, I've been a father, um, all, those, all those good things, and have had a relationship now with Fairview. My gosh, Jerry, when did you, when did you guys first come up here? Was it 2017? Yeah, first trip? September, okay. maybe October 2017. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. We, um, we got tacos and got to know each other, and this has really flourished into an amazing partnership. So I'm grateful for you and for the church and uh, for your continued support over the years, and um, really am grateful. That's awesome. Uh, well, Eric, as we get going here, um, it's 2021 now, and uh-huh. uh, 2020 was quite the year for many reasons. <laughs> uh, yes. For us, we really had to evaluate and reevaluate ministry-wise and what we're doing and how we're doing it. And I imagine that the, uh, the same is true for you. So uh, let me ask, how has ministry looked for you guys at All Saints Church? Yeah, yeah, it was, a, um, it was a definitely a, a year for the, for the record books. Um, one of the things that we, we really pivoted our whole ministry into was just trying to meet tangible felt needs. Mm. Um, in our community, um, in, in our church as well. So I'm sure that everyone listening, or most people listening rather, had had seen that New York City, especially the first few months, March through about May, really got hit hard. Um, and the Bronx, where I live and, and minister, really was like the the epicenter of the epicenter. Um, we were one of the hottest, um, you know, regions in the whole in the whole area. So our leadership got together and thought, okay, this is this is kind of our moment. Um, we can either keep putting out, you know, videos of, of our sermons, which is good and fine, but re- maybe right now people need more than that, is they need that in addition to um, some of their real needs met. And those needs vary uh, from person to person. Everybody had different ways of of dealing with the pandemic. So one of the unique things about my ministry is that myself, as well as Elzar, who's the co-pastor, and our leadership team, all of us are co-vocational. So we all have jobs outside of the church. So it really wasn't, you know, within within a, a, a realistic grasp that we could be the the only people that were meeting these needs. So we um, we got this idea. It's like all of our, it's like all of our good ideas. It was stolen from another church, <laughs> and <laughs> we, we, we we did a thing called a, a blessing blessing exchange. So what this was was a Google form that went out to not just our our church but people in our community that we were connected to. And it was very brief. It was it was only three or four questions, but it was asking. The first question was like, "What do you need right now?" 
when they had like a list of different things. It could have been homework help for my kid who's doing remote learning for the first time. It could be picking up my medication from the Walgreens or the CVS. It could be I just need some prayer or emotional support. I need, you know, a grocery delivery. Like it was like a f- different things like that. That was the first question. The second question is like, what can you give during this time? Um, and the same exact responses were there. And it was really a, a profound, remarkable thing. I've been a pastor now for, for about a decade. And I have, uh, I've never seen the church um, just come together like it did during those few months where we had that blessing exchange going. Because the way it would work is if, let's suppose, you know, we'll just say, you know, Jen and John. Jen says, man, I really need someone to go to Walgreens to get my, my medication for me because I just, you know, am afraid to step out. I'm, I'm yeah. immunocompromised. So John would see that and say, well, I don't mind, you know, hopping, hopping on the train and going to get it and bringing it by your place. But maybe John says, man, I really just need someone to call and check in on me once a week and just make sure I'm okay. So now Jen would call John once a week or text John once a week just to pray for him and see how he's doing. And it was just a really cool thing as a pastor just to look back and, and to see, wow, okay, like, that was one thing we did right <laughs> during all of this. <laughs> is we really equipped our people to um, to care for one another, to care for their neighbors. And they were sharing the link with their cousins and their you know, their relatives. We had one, one person from our church was like, my aunt in, in North Carolina is really hurting. Can she have the link? And I'm like, sure, why not? I should have <laughs> gave her. I should have gave her Jared's number. I don't know why. Yeah, I you should that. have. <laughs> uh, you could even give out his number to some folks in New York. Yeah. 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 Just whoever, yeah, whoever is just need, is interested. Yeah. Just call Jerry. Help yeah. Care. yeah. Love to have a um, conversation. Yeah. Exactly. Having a conversation. So that was like really cool. So that was like one of the big things that we did um, this past year that I was really I'm um, excited about, really proud of, and of course, you know, all of our outreaches all moved digital as well. Um, but the, thing, the biggest thing I just wanted to highlight was just the, the blessing exchange, which ended up being a really fruitful um, ministry. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, again, we know that it's been a, a pretty challenging year. And so can we ask, um, like, how are you guys, like specifically your family, how are you guys doing in this year? And uh, and then also how's the church you're serving doing? Yeah, absolutely. So um, it was a tough year for us as a family as well. So some of your members might be aware, but... Uh, Phoebe, my uh, my youngest child, had a lot of health complications early in her life. Um, so curiously enough, she had a um, a surgery the the middle of March or early March rather, and then um, that surgery was was done and it was successful. And I thought, um, oh, we can finally like you know begin to heal as a family and kind of move on to the next phase of our life. And then the um, the lockdown started the the next day, <laughs> so it was like mm. we're finally home. We're finally okay. We're good. Like we can just you know enjoy this time. And then um, our mayor said, okay, we're shutting down the whole city of New York. You know, no schools, nothing like this. So businesses need to shut down. It was kind of like that panic mode for a lot of us. So that was like a real like from what one flash to another. Mm. Um, and then about two weeks after after that that happened. Uh, my job um, ended up letting me go because there was just no need for my services. I was working a gig job, so that was that. That happened. My kids' daycare, my older child, um, that shut down. So we had both kids at home, and then my wife returned to the workforce after her paternity leave as an essential worker. So for the whole, like basically, I think it was about April to August, I was you know trying to you know pastor a church, socially distanced, um, not having any in-person services. Staying home with my two kids, one of whom is kind of fresh off a, a surgery. The other one is confused why she left daycare one day and never went back. Hmm. Um, so certainly was a, was a roller coaster there for about half a year. But, you know, we thank God that, um, 
in August, I got a, I got a new role where now I'm working remote and it's been going really great. Um, Lydia's daycare is now reopened. Phoebe is doing well with her health um, and still developing and growing. And Sarah got a part-time job at the hospital, which is really great. It's a lot more manageable with our, um, with our schedule. So yeah, it was, uh, it was not, not a year I'd like to relive. We'll just, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> but that was well, for us personally. And then in terms of our church, you know, we ended up um, creating what we call like an in-person task force with the, with the hope of getting back to in-person gatherings sooner than later. But one of the things that is just challenging about ministry in New York City is to rent out even just like a, um, you know, like a small room, you know, 700 square foot, 800 square foot room um, with no bathrooms, with uh, no straight street access. It's like kind of down an alleyway behind a bunch of garbage cans. And um, to have that room to hold our services would cost us $2,500 a month, which is um, way outside of our, of our budget. So we're just like, you know what? Like, and not only that, it'd, it'd be a very small group that we could have because of the laws in New York City right now for, for churches meeting. So like, you know, why don't we just like put this on pause for now? Why don't we try to find a different way to serve our people? So what we do is we do it, our sermons go online, our Facebook and YouTube on Fridays. And then we have what's called a micro church on Sunday, which is basically like a small group. Um, so we have one on Zoom for those who feel like I'd rather, you know, engage with my church community in a, um, you know, in, in, a, in a socially distanced space. And then we have a micro church that meets at different restaurants around the community for those who feel like I want, I want to be in person and be with my church family in person. So we have two of those that are going right now. And it's been really great because it provides, you know, the two biggest needs I find a church meets for people spiritually, which is the proclamation of the word, which is our Friday sermons, and then also the community and fellowship, which is the Sunday small group. So we've been doing that, and we'll be doing that for the foreseeable future. Um, but that's kind of been our, our plan of attack since, since this has all happened. Isn't it crazy to think about how you've been online the, the entire time for a year? <laughs> yep, that's, yeah. It's so nuts. All right, so um, over the next uh, several weeks, our church is uh, preparing for the Annie Armstrong Easter offering, which goes to uh, support ministry efforts of the North American Mission Board. And um, as a church planted through North American Mission Board, uh, we wanted to ask, uh, can you share a little bit about how Annie Armstrong and how NAM uh, supports your ministry efforts there? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it, we, we, we could not do what we do without the support of, of NAM, without the support of Andy Armstrong offering. So thank you so much for, for your generosity in that. And I actually wanted to uh, answer this question by telling a story. Um, one of the ways that we were able to just be a blessing to our community during during the holidays was we did a, um, a tab blessing is what we called it. So basically the way it worked is a local um, restaurant and coffee shop in town that we enjoy, that my family enjoys going to, that a lot of people in our church enjoy going to. We thought, how cool would it be if we gave them $500 from the church's funds mm. to provide a, a coffee, a croissant, a meal to anybody in our community who's, um, who works in the food industry, which a lot of people that live in our community who, who have been laid off, who, you know, you know they, don't, they don't have really the ability to go out and have, have a nice cup of coffee or have a nice meal out of the house because they just don't have the money to do so right now. And the uh, the owner of the cafe was so excited about it that she actually doubled the blessing, and she oh, wow. put in five hundred dollars towards mm-hmm. her restaurant. And so we had a thousand dollar tab that anybody who worked in the food industry that was you know just in need of a hot meal could go by the restaurant, order themselves something, 
And uh, I actually want to share a, a note that we received from one of the people who um, who engaged in that in that blessing. So I won't you know share too many details, but I just want to share kind of what you know is going on with some of the people in our community and how you know the Annie Armstrong and, and and churches like you are helping us bless people like like this. Um, so the email said, "Hello and happy New Year." I want to thank you so much for covering my covering my tab at the Motley Kitchen in the South Bronx. I was laid off the week of March 27th, and I had not returned to work since. So keep in mind, this was December when we did this. Hmm. The restaurant, La Cuckoo, that I worked at downtown has remained closed during the pandemic. This is why your generosity really impacted me. I have had to think twice about buying anything outside, even a coffee, because my income has been drastically reduced. Hmm. I'm used to working two or three jobs at a time in order to save and support here and there. And while I was working, Motley Kitchen became a safe haven on my days off. It was my weekly treat to go there, order breakfast, and read the newspaper. With your generosity, I was able to order a prepared meal from Motley Kitchen. The meal I chose was a pumpkin ricotta lasagna, which had been prepared in, front part, in partnership with Chef Eliana from the Bronx. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to support a local woman entrepreneur. The lasagna was very special to me because the oven in our house stopped working. Hmm. Everything I focus on the stove, which limits the dishes I can prepare like a casserole or lasagna. The meal was also special because I decided to share it with my local neighbors and my sister. I cut two pieces off the lasagna, placed them in aluminum foil, and wrote them a Christmas card. In turn, they baked us a whole fresh sourdough. And then they wrote us a card. We exchanged emails, and now we follow each other's Instagram pages. <laughs> I love that. That's great. <laughs> Thank you so much for helping me deepen my relationship with my creative neighbors. Saving a piece for my sister was also very important to me. She's a mother of two children, both under two. She does not always have the energy to prepare herself a meal or a meal for her kids, and she loved the lasagna. Your generosity is making a difference in the community, even if you do not see it. All the best with immense gratitude. Uh, so I just want to share that, that note with you guys because it's just – that's that's why we do it, right? That's why we that's why we give our lives for the cause of the gospel to be a blessing to those in need. Yeah, that's a great story. Well, uh, Eric, several church families would love to know how to uh, pray for you and your family and and, and the church there. And so, uh, what can we be praying about? Yeah, absolutely. So, I just want to, like I shared in the beginning of our of our conversation, we really just want to keep praying for the people in our community that have been hit. Hard with COVID, people are still dealing with unemployment, loss. Almost everybody in our church has, has known somebody who has died from the disease. So there's a lot of just despair, a lot of suffering. So just continue to pray for people in our church who have been impacted by this by this pandemic. Um, also, I just pray for those who are struggling with mental illness, as well as those with addictions. I find that people in our in our community that have those challenges have been amplified during this whole lockdown, which has been really tough to, to, to help people through. And just continue to pray for our family that we can not only um, survive, but thrive um, as, a, as a family living and, and pastoring in an urban context. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, for our listeners, um, we will um, we'll roll up those prayer requests in the notes of this podcast, along with uh, information on the North American Mission Board and uh, the Annie Armstrong Easter offering. All right, Eric, you have answered all the easy questions, uh, but we have one more question, and, and it's a doozy. Uh, we like to end each podcast with one random question, and so we ask that you don't give it too much thought. Uh, you simply you just answer it, and we'll, we'll just see what comes out, okay? Uh-huh. All right. What is something that you hate but you actually wish you loved? 
<laughs> something that I hate that I wish I loved. Oh man, you know the the first thing that popped in my mind um, is running. I wish I loved <laughs> running because it seems like such a practical way to exercise. Right? It requires no equipment. You can do it anywhere you want. Um, it's, you know, you can get a pretty good workout in like 20, 30 minutes. It doesn't require like hours of, of intense work. And, um, yeah, I just like wish I enjoyed running. I feel like if I, if that was the thing I loved, it'd it, make, yeah. a lot of my, it made my life a lot easier. It'd help you not die. Yeah. Just like what a practical way to work out. Like what a, what a brilliant idea. Just go run. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, uh, I had actually three or four things that popped into my mind fairly quickly, which I don't know what that says about me, but, uh, the, the list was mashed potatoes, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, exercise. So kind of along with you there, Eric, um, cats yeah. and yard work. I don't yeah. know why. Just yeah. all those things. <laughs> all right. Now I, I have a follow up question about this. I know we're, you know, we're at, toward, getting towards the end, but like, why do you wish you loved mashed potatoes? <laughs> Uh, I just feel like it's something I should love because all people love mashed potatoes, right? And so why am I so weird? I mean, it's yeah. a good, not, it's a good filler food for sure. Yeah. Do you guys love mashed potatoes? I don't know if I love them. I'm, 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 I'm cordial towards them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I feel like mashed potatoes are, are like, are they're kind of like turkey, you know, like to me, like mashed potatoes and turkey are like. One of those dishes I don't mind eating once a year. Yeah, but I don't think I would like eating mashed potatoes like on regularly. I'd rather have a different a different side. <laughs> I guess I can probably scratch those off my list then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. For me, um, to me, I think it's an easy one. I I, I think it's mayonnaise. I, I I have an aversion towards <laughs> mayonnaise. Uh, the the smell of it, the taste of it, uh, the look of it, kind of how it jiggles there, like. <laughs> The whole thought of mayonnaise is is disgusting to me, but I can't tell you how many burgers I've had to like scrape off uh, mayonnaise with a, uh, a a napkin that's too thin and too small, you know. And so, so you wish you loved it because yeah. it just always appears everywhere, all yeah. over your food. Every sandwich shop you go to, and they've got some sort of secret sauce, and they're like, "It's a chipotle sauce," and you're like, "Oh, that sounds good." And then you get it, and it's more mayonnaise than chipotle. So oh, yeah. yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> Eric, uh, we're out of time, but I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely. This was a lot of fun, guys, and uh, thank you so much for taking the time as well, and uh, looking forward to hearing this when it releases. All right. Well, until next time, Fairview, may we exist to make disciples of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ.